NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Boys. Yeah. Hello, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude, get in the shower, or we're throwing all your cook gear in, bro. Yeah, I was like, no chance I'm going to follow you. 19th century Pax Britannica. Fuck! Now, some people would think, hey, it's September, there's no cricket on. Wrong. The Road Safety World Series, Australia India T20 Series, Pakistan England for the first time in 17 years. Hey, there's some other shit going on. Ben Horn is on the show to tell us why every game forever will now solely be played in India. That's before we get into hashtag RCGC. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. We're getting right behind the ordinary, ordinary rig competition. My name is Ian Higgins. Sam Perry, what does September mean to you? Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Uh, it, September. It, it's the blossoming waddle. It's extremely jarring when you call me Ian. It's the blossoming waddle. It's the cool morning air. <laughs> it's cold fingers on the metal zip of your cricket kit. Okay. Sweat-laden gear. Dried yep. sweat-laden gear from mm-hmm. last season. Uh, it's, it's the moment where... In the months preceding, you've permitted yourself actual optimism about the season ahead. Mm -hmm. And the reason you've done that is because you've been away from the game. Mm -hmm. You've spent time in, let's say, study or gainful employment Mm -hmm. or around FOCs, friends outside cricket. (laughs) People and things and phenomena that lead you to think, yeah, I am good. I I am worthy of esteem. I, I can achieve my dreams. And then September arrives and you melt back into the orbit of cricket players. <laughs> People side-mouthing about birds again. Someone looks a bit unfit. He gets ostracised and criticised. A well-meaning coach has discussed culture. Nobody pays any attention. You've had your trials. It's selection night. You're still in the same team. And then it's round one. And you think you might just become good at cricket again by virtue of being away from it, you know? It might be carryover from general experience of puberty. <laughs> you know in puberty, he goes, Ian, at school where guys would just go away during the holidays and come back and they've shot up, you know? They've got hairs under their arms. I remember that- puberty. <laughs> they've got hairs under their arms. They've got a deep voice. 
you know, some teacher will say, oh, footy team will like this. Yeah. They might kiss a girl. Wow. September is the realisation that cricketing puberty didn't happen to you, much as you wanted it to. And now there's dew around, the ball slaps harder into your hands. Oh, God. You're generally a bit cold. Everything at once feels old and new. It's uncomfortable. September's uncomfortable and it's footy finals and you can't watch a fucking minute of it. Yeah, but Pez, this year will be my season. This is it. I'm going to score 500 runs. I'm going to take 35 wickets. I've done nothing during the off-season to achieve any of those things except for a couple of beach runs on a Saturday morning in July. And I'll think, hmm, maybe fitness is a thing. Maybe fitness is my thing. Maybe coordination is not a thing. My eyes have gone. I'm 27. That's September. That's September. That's September. I just remember all the pre-seasons coming to a head in September. <clears throat> you usually start sort of late July, don't you? And then you get into August. We've obviously developed the term August hands, where your hands are so fucking hard from the, from the winter. You haven't caught a cricket ball. There's no, there's no suffering up with the hard leather onto your mitts there. And those things fucking slap and mm. it stings. But you're not allowed to say that it stings. Mm. It's like when, for some reason when the ball hits you in that two-centimetre diameter where yes. your thigh pad isn't. Yes. And that hits you and you're like, don't show them pain. Why? I'm going to get that anyway. Why can't I just uh, release some emotion? It's exactly the same as that. September is for when, like, it's, it's the hardening up of the body and the skin. Like, uh, yeah. as you're talking about there, I know bowling leg spin, when you'd bowl in preseason, mm-hmm. your skin had softened, you mm. know, from not needing to try and rip the ball off the small, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Epidermis. horrendous finder, finger that you have. <laughs> and in the course of spinning it off your finger, the skin would rip. And then yeah. you have, and then you wouldn't be able to bowl anymore because the pain would be like sharp and excruciating. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. some uh, experienced first graders say would say the way you heal that is by pissing on it, you urinate <laughs> on your finger, <laughs> or I you could, was or, you could or you could get something called Friar's balsam. What's that? It's a green liquid obtained at the chemist that you dip your finger in, and it like hardens and st- st- sort of stickifies your finger. Oh, I thought it was a constellation. No. That fries balsam? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pryor's balsam. That was what they used in the 05 Ashes. Um, <laughs> Matt Pryor. So, <clears throat> yeah, sep- September is when you just start realising that all of the dreams that you'd cultivated in the, in the months prior yeah. were, were not going to be realised mm. and that you're playing all the cricket that you're used to playing but it's just a bit fucking colder mm-hmm. and it all feels a bit new and different. Kit just looks a bit different, all that kind of stuff. But then eventually it's December and... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dreams are already over. Yeah, now, the does. one thing that does offset all that pain is that you get to get you get to have new kit, a little bit fresher, brighter yeah. colours, new patterns, new designs from your kookaburras, your grey nickels, your new balances. <clears throat> and of course, for the bowlers, you get to realise that the sprigs on your shoes are called Champ. Um, they're made by the company Champ, or they just have Champ on them for some reason. It's already in Champ before you even before a bowler's even bowled. Um, but then you get blisters. It's uncomfortable. Everything's uncomfortable in September. And round one, you start wearing like because round one is on round one is this weekend. It's on. It's all, it used to be. You know, it used to be always on the grand, right. the AFL Grand AFL Final grand weekend. Final. Uh, and you don't get to watch a fucking thing. Um, but it was you always get to wear a jumper for like maybe maybe like two three weeks in the season in Australia yeah. you get to wear that's in the more northern states in Melbourne I never played down here but you wear a jumper a bit longer than 
man. Yeah, sure. Believe me. Sure. Oh, I believe you. Anyway, September. Uh, enjoy your dreams dying um, before the end of the third quarter of the AFL Grand Final. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> do you need to make any announcements on the AFL Grand Final? or? Nah, no, nah, I don't need to. Don't I don't do need to. Like that. But you're going. Look, I made a shameless post on Saturday after the Swans won. Yeah. Um, seeking a ticket, throwing myself on my, you know, on my knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, at the feet of the footy establishment. And uh, I even leveraged pictures of my own children um, to, to ask for a ticket. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then a mate just called me like the next day. I hadn't seen the post. He's like, you want to come? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, job done. Yeah, just gone with it a few weeks ago, so I deleted those posts hastily. Yeah, right, okay. <clears throat> so I'm a tweet deleting idiot. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Well, I'm more of a Super Bowl guy myself, you know, man. Mm. I, I sort of go every year now. Mm. Um, You'll sort of find a ticket though, won't you? Because you, you did no establishment. <laughs> Nobody get in touch. Pez, last week on the show, <laughs> don't want it at all. Uh, last week on the show, we uh, we had the mm. we had the post about the there was something that went around on social media mainly because we posted it uh, was that uh, the who the fuck just hit my car guy. And if we we asked about some more information about that exchange, so it was a it was a Queensland Premier Cricket match, I believe, yeah. first grade game. Guy hits the ball down the ground. You hear a smashing of the um of the bonnet of the car. I think it was. Guy comes out. Who the fuck just hit my car? There's an exchange. We were like, mm. let's get more information about this. And people wrote in. People of esteem themselves wrote in. I, I, I was sent it by Lee Drennan, who was captaining one of the sides. It's from We Got the Chocolates. Great fella. Oh yeah yeah good, yeah yeah. Good. yeah producer of content as well yes uh and i didn't really ask permission to chuck it out there i kind of just assumed that was the exchange we were doing uh asking for <laughs> for forgiveness not permission yeah uh so i thank him for that um piece of content but um yeah and we asked for more information and got a got a note from um matt renshaw people might have heard of him yeah um and he actually he noted following your like description of it just then that he said that the best part of this was that the sound that you heard wasn't even his car. That wasn't the loud bang. Ah, oh. it actually, it actually hit out in, in Renshaw's words, our injured opening sticks car, <laughs> and then it ricocheted into old mate's car and just clipped it. Ah, oh. so it didn't it wasn't even a big bang uh, onto onto an old mate's car. And then got another <laughs> note from Nicholas King, who was also playing in the game. Old I think mate. maybe on the other on the other team. He says, okay. I was, he, he says. And he's giving me permission to read this. He says, I was lucky enough to be fielding at Long On last weekend when old mate lost his... <laughs> it's obviously the term in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to be fielding at Long On last weekend when old mate lost his mind at Turnbull. Best seat in the house. Yeah. Funny enough, that loud bang you hear isn't even his car. It was one of the Turnbull players. The ball then bounced twice and lightly hit his car. The peanut then carried on for another five minutes. Later on, one of the Turnbull players let him know that insurance would cover any damage. And his response was, I don't want your fucking insurance. And he says, the local crackheads of Nunda, Nunda, never fail to let you down. I don't want your fucking insurance. Okay. I'd love to see what the other five minutes was. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that update. It's a service we try and provide on the show. Hey, this, this, this is, this is the, the great world. cricketer. Um, okay. Um, before we get into the Road Safety World Series pairs, the <laughs> Road Safety World Series pairs, which has some mm. funny elements to it, mm. uh, mainly, you know, Sachin in planes. Uh, uh, <laughs> com for our new line of merchandise, hoodies, caps, T-shirts, etc. There's more to come on that. Um, we've also changed our tiers on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash greatcricketer. There is so much coming up on Patreon in the next, uh, I guess, to be fair, uh, about 18 months. Um, 
And that starts literally tomorrow with the Australia-India T20 series. Then there's obviously the World Cup. Then there's the Australian Summer. Then there's uh, – what else is there? Uh, then Australia goes to India. Then there's an IPL. Then there's an Ashes next year. Then there's a 50-over World Cup. So there's a bid on, and all you get all the audio from our YouTube videos exclusively at patreon.com. You sign up for 5 USD or 10 USD dollars a month. You also get uh, discounts off merchandise and also uh, access to pre-sale tickets and VIP tickets at patreon.com forward slash great cricket. Sam Perry. On that note – but I can't be too specific. Uh, big announcement next week on the Grey Cricketer. Big announcement next week, particularly for people in Melbourne. Okay? Uh, so stay tuned, whatever that means. You sort yeah. of listen to this show. And Don't fucking do yeah, anything. Yeah, Don't stay you move sort of, fucking stay muscle. Stay subconsciously attuned <laughs> to something we uh, will announce next week for the people of Melbourne. And then maybe after that, for everybody else in Australia too. <laughs> What's and he India, talking about? And the UK. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Road Safety World Series is a series of legends uh, <laughs> that are playing for Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, uh, India, England, and Australia. They're all playing. Now, the Australian team, hey, there's some names here, Pez. Watson, White, Hodge, Ferguson, Dunk, Reardon, Hastings, Sayers, Crazier, Lee, Nanners, Haddon. They're all playing for Australia. You forgot the big one. Where did I forget? George Holland Smith. Yeah. GHS. Former... Geelong Aussie Rules player who was quite the schoolboy cricketer. Okay. He was also in that side and played last night okay. against Bangladesh. Now, look, when I saw his name on the scorecard, I was like, who the fuck is that? Mm. Went, to his, went to his stats. Not much behind him. Mm. Not much, I think he's just in changed clubs. Mm. Not, yeah, in, cricket, in cricket, in cricket, in cricket, in uh, cricket. Okay, good to have an AFL influence. So, uh, someone's got to bring a Sharon. Now, the Road Safety World Series, the reason we're leading off with this is because it's obviously the best cricket that's been played this week. Right. Um, it's actually the only cricket that's been played this week. Well, that's not uh, true. Uh, it's raising awareness of road safety for starters. Who you've got to get, you've got to be able to get behind that. Road, Always one of those things. Who, who's not behind road safety? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Ambulance chases. <laughs> Can't be having much safety around here. I've got to chase an ambulance. <laughs> so Sonny Gavaskar is the commissioner of this. Uh, oh, okay. Sachin Tendulkar is the brand ambassador. Right. Um, but the clue's in the title, the fucking safety of this. <laughs> <laughs> now, this I thought it was been, World Series. Uh, it's called like the Sky247.net oh. Legends Series or some shit. I'm calling it Road Safety World Series. Well, that's, that's what it is called. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all sorts of stuff. Anything, anything with World Series in it, though, just, I don't know, did baseball for me. Mm. World Series cricket, I mean... That's a good okay, point. Yeah. Well, well, you fucking trump me there. Donald Trump. Now, <laughs> I guess my first consciousness of this was was a picture that was put up a couple of weeks me too. ago. I wasn't aware this was a thing. Uh, of every cricketer that you can really remember that played in the last maybe 10, 15 years right, right, packed right. onto what appeared to be a domestic plane in India yep. where there was one economy X row <laughs> yep. and sitting in 1A was S. Tendulkar and he yep. brought a friend, Yuvraj. Yeah. Incidentally, I've seen some clips from Yuvraj recently of someone filming him watching himself on TV hit short broad for six sixes. Oh, a bit of goggle um, box And he's stuff. with a young child, presumably his own. Right. Uh, so, and it, it fucking held the levers on it. It's a, it's a good, it's a good clip. Yeah. Gee, there was some fluidity and levers yeah. to Yuvraj Singh. He was a good player. Yeah. Not the most runs Stuart Broad's ever gone off one over. When Boomer took him down <laughs> the other day, <laughs> somehow. Now, 
so yeah, Sachin's in one A, Yuvraj is there, and then every other cricketer you can recognise is there as well. I noticed S Watson in in row two. Yeah, well, it's, it, it was it was basically an alpha hierarchy of yeah, of, it was it was of plane tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the alpha? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, this this series started last year. There were seven teams. There's a new team, New Zealand, but it's basically. Oh, sorry, like, I didn't even yeah. say New Zealand. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. New Zealand's in there now. So just looking at this, like as soon as I saw the existence of this, I was like, well, I expect Australia to win. Yeah, yeah of course, of course, yeah. yeah. They yeah. won. They won them when they played. Yeah, you must win. So again. I was like, oh, but check how they go. Like, how they went last year. Right. You know how they went? No. Not from seven. Okay. Yeah. Did they have a nice time? I bet they did. I bet they did. I bet they did. But this time around. Uh, they they've kicked off their whatever the fuck this is. Um, <laughs> it's a road safety world series. It's, it's just promoting road it's safety. Road safety. Tell you what, driving around Bangalore. Holy shit! There's an experience. There was a cow on the road at one point. Yeah, a couple. But of cows. They're, man, they're good drivers though. Yeah, the, the lanes are there, but they're sort of more a guide than anything. But yeah, good, it's good driving. A lot of polite. Beeping. No, no one goes hard on the horn. Yeah. It's a lot of like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like when you're exiting a stadium. Less, yeah. less touching though with the actual Good car. point. Uh, so I just noted that, yeah, Australia's not from seven. And in the first game they played Sri Lanka. Yeah. And, and they went for 220, Australia. Yeah, they did. And you think, well, hang on, fucking Binger's opening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Binger's yeah. getting a bit of shape. Yeah. He's shaping away. Mm-hmm. Dirk Nanus, wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Sri Lanka had blokes that like might have been playing international cricket last year. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, Dilshan was over in the batting. With, right. Like, Sam Weera, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. Yeah. Uh, but but then but then overnight or last night, I don't know. They played Bangladesh and Australia got its first win in the Road Safety World Series ever. Oh yeah. So and back, and back did in the you tournament. See, did you see how the game went? No, I didn't catch it, mate. I didn't uh, catch mate, it, mate. It's it's this is a full media property. How it's are got, you watching this? YouTube. YouTube oh, baby. Oh, it's on YouTube. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Like it's live on YouTube. I don't know. Are oh, you watching? I think so. There are. I think it's got all, mate. I think it's like I've seen. I've seen there. There's like posts of full games. Ah, stuff like that anyway, on YouTube. On YouTube, mate. Yeah, it doesn't seem. <laughs> seems we to are really, right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's the YouTube. <laughs> YouTube.com. Yeah. owned by Google. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, playing against Bangladesh, looking at the highlights again, being being shaping away. Watto's in the grippers. Oh, this is yeah. fucking master series shit. Yeah, and okay. I, I am here for it, as they say. Mm-hmm. Full media production, and obviously then a fast forward. Australia's bowling, George Hall and Smith and stuffs coming and rolling some offies and taking wickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just go to Watto, mate. And he did it against Sri Lanka as well. It's fucking vintage, is it, it mate? Watto could still do it. Yeah, IPL. They could use him in the BBL. He had a good record he could, in he India. He could be platinum. He could go platinum in BBL. <laughs> he, could, he could. He could go platinum. Uh, and Australian, like, it was actually incredible scenes. Australia needed like 15 off the last over or something. Brad Haddon at the crease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was like, uh, there was a, there was a, a no ball mm-hmm. for a boundary and Haddon needed eight off two and hit two boundaries to win it. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah. And like there's people in the crowd. It's, it's, like, it's like a real cricket match. Oh, okay. Yeah. Real cricket. The main thing that I've taken away from this is I've seen Chris Tremlett playing for England and he looks fucking massive. Mm. He's look, he's, he is in peak condition. I think he is peak condition year round. Now, like we're obviously is that, like- Is that a contradiction in terms though? What do you mean? If you're in peak condition year yeah, round. Yeah, it, sure, sure. There's no, there's no tapering off process mm, to reach mm, peak, peak levels. Yes. What I'm saying is he's in great nick all year round. Um- but, I could have uh, left that. But 
<laughs> Just a little bit of semantics yeah. there. Um, so that's my own takeaway. And also they got fucking pumped. Uh, England got rolled by. Well, I don't know. Um, also, there's a, there's there's another Legends League happening in India with like other Legends playing. Yeah, Earth oh, is that one? Earth Mitch Johnson's playing. in. Oh, I don't Johnson's know about that. in one. Oh, okay. Oh, I just love that the, play, the players retire and they just go to another circuit. I bet they make more money than what Cricket Australia is offering as well. Probably. It's just it's just money in India. Do you remember the one? Do you remember the Legend series they had where they played in the US? They're playing on Yankee Stadium. Stuff yeah. like Warren Tendall, yeah, Kalara, yeah, yeah, Ponting. Yeah, yeah. Now that is a yeah. fucking circuit. Yeah, that's a circuit. Oh yeah. Warren and Sachin taking you out afterwards in New York. Oh goodness Hello. me! Do you reckon they know a place? Brian Lara knows a place. <sighs> Heaven. Uh, should we talk about the Australia Union T20 series, Pez? <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which starts tonight? I mean, he's gone too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck. That's not what I meant. Um, no, I think we did that justice, road, the road safety yeah, yeah, series. Yeah. Anyone straight versus <laughs> India? <laughs> the actual two. <laughs> the actual, the actual <laughs> All right, let's people, Next down on the road. People riding. Are you guys ever watching the, world, the road safety world series? <laughs> you, you guys, you guys, guys ever watch it? watch it? You guys ever watch ball, it? Every ball, mate. <laughs> As I always say, every single ball. <laughs> okay, the three-match series, though, that Australia's playing for some reason in India uh, on Wednesday, Saturday, and Monday, midnight. Yeah. That's Australian times. A big a big ticket item, I think, for Australia. That Tim David's going to yeah, debut for Australia. That's the first time I'm going to say TD. Oh, we've seen him in the nets, though. Haven't we? Oh, my God. Because he's going to play, right? Like, he, uh, Mar- Marsh and Stoinis are injured, so that's just a big old Stark, Tim David. Marsh, Stoinis, all out yeah. with low-level injuries. Ellis, Abbott, Sam's going to replace them. So um, Tim and, David shaped hole. And Warner's, and Warner's rested as well. So Josh Inglis will probably open the batting with Finch. Okay. So that's what they're saying. Big but yeah. old, big old uh, pins, Josh Inglis. Interviewed him last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a keeper. Yeah. It's a, thick, it's a thick pin. Mm-hmm. And I... And I it's a thick pin, and I give credit to it. Okay, okay. Bit of chubby up stuff, okay. I'm just paying homage where homage is due. Sure. Anyway, so Cricket Australia's released some Cole ES net footage of Tim David, just him absolutely fucking smoking throwdowns. And I'm here for it, I suppose. Now, when I'm watching that pair... I was here for it. It's a fucking high bar to clear now for the ASMR net genre. Well, once Cole did his thing, like a lot of people tried to... I had the subtitles on, though. It was just oh, bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bang. Crack. Yeah, 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 like an old fucking Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry. I feel like nobody's cleared the Coley ASMR 2018 mm-hmm. genre footage. Sure. But this is about as good as Australia's done because they've tried a few with Marnus and stuff, but Marnus is normally sort of digging out balls from Stark. No, and, but he's just chatting. Yeah, and he's chatting and it's a bit of Marnus stuff, which is fine. That's, that's Marnus's brand, chat. Mm hmm. But this, I thought this was pretty good net footage. The next one I want to say is mukbang. What's that? <laughs> is that an internet thing I've yeah, missed? Yeah, yeah, it's an ASMR thing. Now, I, I, I could get this wrong, and I'm not even going to look it up, but I think mukbang is like when people are like eating food into a oh, microphone. Yuck. Yeah, no, that, that's actually worse nightmare for No, that's, a, that's an actual affliction people have, though, where they can't, um, they can't actually cop that sound. Let me and look I up think mukbang. I'm, they can't cop the sound. I don't think that's the clinical term for it, but... Yeah, mukbang, also known as an eating show, is an online audio-visual broadcast in which a host consumes various quantities of food while interacting with the audience. It's fucking gross. But that's the next thing, just blokes at tea. <laughs> just smashing some pizza shapes. I've got to get this word. <laughs> Mi- uh, M-U-K. Mi- misophonia. Strong oh. dislike or hatred of certain sounds. Okay. Uh, that Yeah. Mis- misophonia, like it, it drives you mad, chewing or swallowing and stuff like that. I'd say I don't get that with net footage. I'm right. I, I can generally deal with the sound of a cricket ball in a bat. Sure, sure, sure. I get people eating though. But my my thing with the Tim David net footage pairs was like that 
the blokes with the wanger throwing, that is a fucking hazard. That's Mate, a hazard. I don't know who it was. It's probably someone who's a really storied cricketer. It could be Divinudo or something. I don't mm. know. I think, but someone yeah. was someone's bowling left arm orthodox just throwing them, just lobbing them. So it was like it was hitting practice. Yeah. And you could see the poor bastard lobbing it up there and basically clearing the net before yeah. it was hit. <laughs> no, but it's, it, it's, it's, like it's, it's a absolute grenade. rockets yeah. off his bat. Yeah. And Australia's needed this because do you remember last year heading into the T20 World Cup in the UAE where we won a few tosses? Yep. Heading into it, everybody was talking about how well Mitch Marsh was hitting them. That's it true. Was, it, it was, That's it was, true. He's hitting them really well in the yeah. nets. And like, we're always sort of roll the eyes and like, didn't, okay. Didn't Maxwell say better than I've ever seen better, anyone? Better than it was I've an ever unbelievable seen anyone shout. hit the ball. Yeah. And sure enough, he's player of the tournament, wasn't yeah. he? Or, or close. Maybe Warner was. Well, I think Warner was. was, was but, but Marsh I think, was I think unbelievable. He was player in the grand final. Yeah. In the grand, grand final. Grand final, yeah. Well, it's see you later. It's on your mind. See you later. He wants a ticket, but he doesn't want to say it. But yeah, so is. Tim David, the new Mitch Marsh, 10 months later. You know, is it nobody's seen the ball better than <laughs> Poor David? Old Mitch Marsh yeah, just had a small oh, yeah. run, didn't he? Injured. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what happened 10 months ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, the point is we have a new toy in Australia. 100%. Cricket. And and I think Matthew Hayden in, a, a couple of days ago put it best when he said that Tim David has come on in heaps and bounds. <laughs> Doss is undefeated. We can't, and that wasn't a typo. That was that was reported in numerous sources. Heaps that, and bounds. That went and checked a couple other outlets. It was yeah. faithfully reported as heaps and bounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you make one mistake. Yeah, that's I've right. never I've never misspoken on on uh, on camera or on the uh, the microphone. So well, it's like, I mean, it's not it's not quite stability of mankind. No, that and it's that not is, quite that six is months in a leaky boat. Which was <laughs> yeah, used. Yeah. <laughs> heaps and bounds, those leaps and bounds. He, he, yeah. he kind of likes referencing eighties um, nostalgia songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, could be nice. Yeah. So Tim David's looking good. Also with this series, he goes. Anything else on Tim David? Don't think so. Uh, He's just uh, big and it's good and it's new toy. From India's side, will Coley open? Yeah. Ro- Rohit says. Rohit says that he will open in some matches. Now, because they play South Africa after this three-match series, so that like there's sort of a six-game run I think they've got. <clears throat> so um, he might have been talking about that as well, because some matches, there's only three here for Australia. So, But uh, he's also been said, like, he's, he's sort of India's third opener. <clears throat> he obviously broke his 100 duck after 1,000, whatever the fuck days, uh, opening the batting against Afghanistan and Dubai. Uh, so, you know, and he opens the batting for RCB on occasion mm. or regularly. Yeah, he opens. Um, and, uh, you know, his record's pretty good there. So it's, it's an interesting one. They obviously... That they want to get the best out of Virat Kohli, and why wouldn't you? Um, and K.O. Rahul can't really get one off the square in T20 cricket at the moment as well. Yeah, true, mm. true. Um, so maybe uh, he could bat three. Um, Mo Shami has COVID. Boise Yadav is in. Umesh Yadav is in. Harshal Patel is back after his long off his uh, layoff from injury. Both both teams' squads is kind of weird. Like so, Australia's missing Stark, Marsh, Stoinis, Warner rested. Cam Grant is in this side. Um, Josh Inglis, as I said before, will likely open the batting with Finch. Is what they're saying. Um, are we still talking about Finch? Are we still talking about still talking about Finch. I, I just I just had a, as a thought like there are three matches here. There's apparently two against the West Indies and three against England, and then a warm up versus India at the Gabba. That's before yeah. the tournament even starts. Yeah, like so, ten games. Or something. Yeah, and then so if it's, let's say let's say Australia make it to the final, that's now eighteen games. Now, like I feel like the pressure with Finch is that. Uh, Everyone says in T20 cricket, like all the players say that like you cannot be consistent in T20 cricket. It's impossible. Um, 
But I think Finch is like under so much pressure that he needs to almost achieve perfection of, of levels that um <laughs> that are unrealistic for him to not have this pressure on him in the side. You know what I mean? Like there there are all these games, there's eight games or whatever. Really? Uh five, eight games, nine games before the tournament even starts. If he if he scores no runs in those, mm. is he starting the tournament? I don't I don't know. Well, he's, everyone, he's probably playing all those games. All those guys, all the sort of pundits seem to agree that He's definitely making it to the first game. Right. Uh, but just to your point, like, I don't think – I think all people are looking for is to see if he can make a big score again. Yeah. Because you know? it just feels like it's been a minute. Yeah. So – and I think that's probably all he needs. All all, all mm. people want to see is, like, have you still got something in you that might help us in a big game, you know, in a semi or a final or something like that. Yeah. And, I, and I actually think that's the only thing people want to see because – Everybody loves him as a skipper. They love yep. him as a tactician. Love yep. him as a bloke. Uh, not even in that order. And we just haven't seen it for a bit, you know. And mm. and every, everyone's willing it. Everyone's willing it on because yeah. you know. New, if, if there's a new captain at this point, it probably have to be Cummins. You know, I don't yeah. think anyone's going to muck it around no. to that point. But no. uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know what else really needs to be said on that. Yeah, Australia's first game in that World Cup is against New Zealand at the SCG, and Bolt, uh, Trent, Bolt. Trent Bolt might have a be licking his chops at the old be old front dog there. Out the other end, <laughs> yeah. out the other end, get off strike against Southie or Scott Henry or <clears throat> Mitchell Santner. Scott Henry, yeah, the Queensland player, <laughs> Sydney Union Queensland, yeah, Sydney Union Queensland player. He actually roll them out quite nicely. <laughs> I don't think of Matt Henry. Matt Henry. Good stuff. Um, Pez, let's talk about uh, – let's let's talk to Ben Horn, uh, who had an article in The Australian the other day about uh, this new, like <laughs> – this new Some like, fucking new shit in India. <laughs> There's heaps of money. For the, for the, they're going to offer, like, top-tier players like a million dollars for yeah. about fucking 15 minutes of work, yes. which, like, rivals the Cricket Australia contracts. That's yes, right. The Cricket Australia, like, they only get 12-month contracts. The players want, can you give us three-year security here? And they're yeah. like, nah. Rebel leagues in like there's like a city based league yeah. like rivaling like in the, like the IPL basically or spin off of the IPL. Yeah. Well, it's like Cummins' manager is saying uh, Maxi is saying um, Glenn Maxwell that is is saying um, <laughs> no Neil Maxwell is like well there's a city based league where you can play two or three games and get the same amount of money as a cricket <laughs> Australia contract. Like, yeah. He's playing for a city team, the equivalent of Penrith. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's what that's what we're talking to Ben Horn about. But Pez, uh, the ordinary rig competition at Budgie Smuggler, of course, BudgieSmuggler.com, which is, as we know, is an apparel company now, mm. not just swimwear. Uh, but the entries for the ordinary rig competition close October 3. That is a mere... Um, 13 days? A mere Sahail. A mere yeah, 13 odd days away. Let's call it two weeks. Let's sure. Let's call it two weeks. Always round up, except when you're um, being specific about the entries closing October 3. Mm. Uh, what do we want to say about uh, the ordinary competition? Oh, we want we want your entries. Some good entries coming in as well. We'd like to see more from grade cricketers whose rigs should you know? Uh, I don't know if your rig does your rig get better or worse when cricket season starts. I'd imagine it gets worse. What, what with afternoon teas and beers and all. Uh, I'm just wondering where where people's rigs may be at. You know, that's an interesting one because I feel like the the cliche is putting a bit of winter weight. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of guys playing great cricket are playing like rugby or they're playing soccer in the off yeah. season or um, you know, Quidditch. Yeah. Um, so, but then you get into the summer months and, of course, it's just like it's just open slather with yeah. uh, with barbecues, pizza shapes. Um, Lamingtons. Lamingtons Deluxe, Tim yeah. Tam, Sea Lake. Party pies. Oh, so, party sausage rolls. Yes, yes, roll yes. Doesn't roll quite as well. Nothing more. Nothing makes you realise how unathletic your pursuit is when having like a hot sausage roll mm. in a break of your sporting pursuit. Yeah. 
But you're 23, so doesn't do anything. Just falls. You lose five kilos eating it. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. Halcyon days. Halcyon yeah. days. But if you if you want to submit your rig or uh, or incentivize, you know, persuade one of your mates to submit their rig uh, for this ordinary rig competition, chuck it up on the socials. Let's say let's call it Insta. Let's call it Facebook uh, and uh, use the hashtag ordinary rig AUS ordinary rig Oz. Tag TJC in it. Uh, we've gone through the prizes before. You're going to get flown if you if you if you're nominated as one of the top ten ordinary rigs, uh, and there's plenty of people going in with this. You're going to get flown to Sydney, massive circuit. You're going to you're going to put your rig on display uh, at a huge event. We'll be there, and uh, and if you win, if you happen to win, you're going to get 10k. Five k of that will go to your club or organisation mm. of your mm. choice. The other five k to you. It's a pretty good result. Uh, and the I, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what the criteria are, but we've gone through it. We're basically just saying like, just have an ordinary rig. Don't 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 be showing off a six pack. But if you are, if you do have a six pack, congratulations, congratulations. on your on your discipline, obviously. Yep. Yep. Um, but just be carrying a six pack as well. You just want it to be social. You just want to be you just want to be a rig that we can celebrate regardless of its shape and size. Yeah. Right. But get, but get those rigs in. That's what we want. That's the message. I feel like uh, cricket the rigs in. Cricket like cricket in Australia might be coming back to the show maybe mm. after uh, you know the winter off season coming back to it. I think. You should people at the club should be mm. engaging in some sort of horseplay to yeah. gather entries for this well, competition. Yeah, horseplay gathering because money goes, because <laughs> money does go towards your club. Yeah, five k nonetheless. You might you might be at your club going. One of these blokes has the most ordinary rig, and by ordinary we don't mean to uh, to sledge that rig. No, it, it is actually, so it's, ordinary. It's actually average, you know, yeah. like uh, like most of the players. It's like when you break down statistics. the term extraordinary. That is yeah. that is extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary. That's yeah. right, and and that's kind of what we're going for here. Extraordinary. We're trying to demonstrate that any ordinary rig is still extraordinary in its own way, and that's what we're celebrating. I love that. Ordinary Brett Sprig. <laughs> <laughs> good commentator. What a Spriggy. reference! He's a good, he's a good what a reference, Spriggy. G'day, Spriggy. That's Budgie Smuggler. Dot com and of course Budgie Smuggle all over the socials T Twenty Stars Pez we've got some stuff coming up with T Twenty Stars yeah some good stuff um, but uh, you'll see T Twenty Stars all through socials now because what is using right. his T Twenty Stars it. gear He's using to it. pump Masters international cricketers all around the ground see you later I tell you what fucking uh, if you want to watch it it's on YouTube if you want a little bit of your own private tab shit mm-hmm. jump onto the highlights mm-hmm. of the Road Safety World Series have a go at Wado with his T Twenty Stars kit. Playing straight yeah. down the ground, God, it's a it's a fuck. Has a base ever been more stable? Never, never. And I genuinely mean that. Never yeah. has a base ever been more stable. Has a face of a bat been fuller? It looked wider, didn't it? <sighs> now speaking of which, Nick Maddinson actually got done for him. Who's he playing mm. for? Um, is it not something? Durham? Is it Durham? Is he a Durham, Durham boy? Dur- uh, I think he's Durham. I think it might be Durham. Mm. Um. He got done for having his bat. His bat was too wide. Yeah, his bat was too wide. He wasn't using T Twenty Stars kit. He can wasn't. tell you. Can tell you. Uh, it's all legitimate. Can tell you that that it is regulation size. Yeah. Uh, T Twenty Stars kit has passed all the tests. Yep. Wado's using it to bosh blokes around. Already boshed uh, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh around. There'll be more to come. They'll be quaking in their boots. Mm-hmm. India and West Indies and whoever else they're playing. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing some good shit uh, on Friday. Yeah. People are going to see this soon, but on Friday, uh, he goes and I are heading to the Nets. Well, there's a state game. There's a state there's game. A get- well, okay, yeah. we'll say we're going to Junction Oval. <laughs> we're going to Junction Oval to um, to test out full T20 Stars kit. So we've got full kit, bats, yeah. gloves, yeah. pads. Yeah. Watto asked me on WhatsApp, here we go, under the hood here. He said, what size bat do you want? And, like, it was a bit tough for me because – 
you know, he's talking about cricket kid. I don't want to play it cool, so I played. You know, yeah, played a couple of. I blokes, played. You just played. a couple of blokes who played. Yeah. You know, <laughs> talking about cricket. And I have to say, like, mm. I never really knew the weight of my bat. You know, like yeah, I picked yeah, it yeah. up. Yeah, it's not a big. It's not. <laughs> you know, it's not a railway sleeper. Not, yeah, and it's not a it's not a strong frame. You know, we're talking about myself. Okay, yeah, uh, I was always a light. I was always a light um, batsman, yeah. and um, and I was I thought, oh, well, why don't you give us one that's two nine and one that's two ten, mm-hmm. so then we can you know pick it up and walk past it and say is that two nine, that's two ten, etc. Yeah. Then yeah. I thought, no, two ten is gonna be too heavy. Yeah. So I asked to change. He said, no, I've already put the order in, See and right. and he said, what what size pads and gloves do you want? And all that, and I was like, "Is this what I asked? You, is this what it's like to be sponsored?" Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, pretty much." So you just put your order in, and anyway, they've sent it to us. So we're heading out to the nets on Friday, and this is our love for T Twenty Stars. We're going to be prepared to put our techniques and yeah. styles out there on the internet. Yeah, in a bid to firstly cuck ourselves, right, uh, but also to demonstrate the quality of this kit, right. I've got some fears here, Pez, because yep. obviously in Melbourne specifically, it's a four-day long weekend because, of course, the Queen passing away. They're having the public holiday on Thursday. Then Friday is the, uh, the public AFL. holiday for the AFL Grand parade. Final, yeah. Then Saturday, Sunday. So four-day weekend. Now, <clears throat> I'm going out on Thursday. I've got a dinner. I've got a okay. dinner planned. couple of beers. Heading into the Nets. Haven't hit a cricket ball in, let's call it five years. Yep. Uh, but looking forward to getting that front foot press going, get yeah. my front pad blowing off and throw downs. Um, just I don't some, think I can throw anymore. See, mate, I was already because then because then we're going for beers after that as well. I'm already mm. worried about how sore my like fucking yeah, um, your back and my, your side, my, my back, and your my shoulder is going to be. I'm worried about day. my forearm, my left forearm yeah. from like top hand grip. Oh, we gotta get we gotta get sweatpants. Yeah, we gotta buy sweatpants. Otherwise, we? people won't think I'm Mark War. Yeah. Oh, like, I used no, to that, wa- that's Higos from the Great Career. That's not no. Mark War. Oh, is that Mark War? He's wearing a sweatband. I used to wear a sweatband just so my arm felt bigger. <laughs> <laughs> just my forearm. It just, it just had a bigger girth. If you put a tape measure around it, it's bigger. <laughs> like Popeye over here. <laughs> is that Popeye? Is that a sweatband? Is that Popeye? No, no, no it's actually Perry. just a sweatband. <laughs> Don't even have to eat spinach. Well... <laughs> Oh, I was singing that to my son last night, actually. He wouldn't, <laughs> didn't want to touch his spinach. Oh, yeah? So if you go up in his face and sing Popeye, is that going to make him eat it? No. <laughs> do I enjoy myself? Well, Let him know you're there. Uh, and that's all in a bid to demonstrate to, to you, the listener, because we already know it to be true, that uh, the T20 Stars kit is quality. I mean, as I think of it, is this ill-conceived because it's two blokes who haven't hit cricket balls for years? Yeah. Uh, yeah, can, it's going to have to be heavily well, you, edited. You can't, you can't blame the tools. Yeah, you that's a bad bl- tradesman can't blame his tools. Yeah. But guess what? We're doing it because mm. it's actually in training for what has already been booked in, which is a net with Watto Good. himself. Good. Now, what the fuck does that look like? I don't know. Who's kinda, bowling? I, Are we bowl- Am I bowling leggies? I kind of oh want. God. I kind of want to face. I kind of want to face Watto because, like, you know, he got a bit of tail. Oh, and I want I want him to fucking shin me. Man, I, the, yeah, yeah. I want to blow me front pad off. Yeah, that's right. I want to feel that, you know, yeah. like a weight of a Shane Watson delivery yeah. on my front my front stool. Yeah. Well, we had this issue, speaking of getting shins, like, and, and just someone bowling a ball. Like, we were mm. working out what we we're going to do on Friday, and then we're like, does anyone have any cricket balls? We're like, we're not going to turn. Okay, so we're looking for a grand final ticket and some fucking rocks. So... I don't know if we're, if, if we're, I, I presume we're in the indoor nets there, not not outdoor, but um, take outdoor. Uh, there's, literally, there's literally a state game going on at the same time. We were told you're just going to have to come in after the game starts. Oh, but yeah, 
I'm... I'm 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 excited. I'm excited. We are Watto bowling. I was listening to Gideon and Pete's podcast on the way in here, and, mm-hmm. and Gideon described Watto's bowling in the Master Series, Road Safety Series. Sorry, as he said, his batting was vintage, and his bowling looked arthritic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like I still think even if it's true, which firstly that'd be understandable. Secondly, uh, I still reckon he'd get tail. Yeah, mate, mate. Oh. At his in his pompy was a like he. he when he couldn't bowl one forties anymore, water he he turned into this extremely skillful in yeah, swing bowler. Economical, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all given away to T Twenty Stars. Get your kit and use the code TGC one five to get fifteen percent off all of that shit. Uh, it's good kit. It's good gear. T Twenty Stars dot com. Here he is. Here's Ben Horn. He goes. I read the other day, and I'm going to quote here. From a piece, Pat Cummins has become the target of an extraordinary secret threat to cricket's establishment with Australian administrators warned to heed the frightening wake up call as if the Indian Premier League with its $8 billion television deal wasn't a big enough danger. A new Indian subculture has emerged where state associations are creating cashed up city based leagues, which resemble mini IPLs. We have got the author of that article on the line on the Zoom call with us. It is the chief cricket writer from News Corp and Tragic North Sydney Bears fan like myself, Ben Horn. Benny, welcome back to TGC. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, I probably should read back my intros a bit more. I might um, might need to tone things down a bit, leave out a few few big few adjectives and that kind of thing. Ah, it's good. No, it's 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 good gear. But we thought we'd get you on to um to tell us a little bit more about it. What the fuck is a city based league? Uh, and 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 what are you hearing about what's happening in India now? And and and, and I guess more efforts to to take our big players away from us. Yeah, well, it's sort of like, you know, as if the IPL is not enough with its um, $6 billion TV deal and, you know, trying to expand over almost three months now. Basically, there's probably about five or six cities um, in India that are represented by IPL teams that now have these almost mini IPLs set up in those cities. Um so basically, they're city-based leagues that have sold their own uh, broadcast rights. They've done their own marketing deals, and you know, look, they're sec- I suppose they're second, second-grade sort of uh, tournaments. But in terms of a monetary sense, they're still throwing around a lot of coins. So it just shows, like, just how deep this this threat to uh, the way that we've known cricket um, to be for so long. You know, just just how where it's all going, and the fact that. A city-based league, as you say, could uh, offer a player like Pat Cummins over a million dollars is, uh, yeah, difficult to comprehend. And it's also been like it's also not just a million dollars, though that is appealing. It's a million dollars for like like seven overs, <laughs> like it's it's a million dollars for nothing yeah. in terms of a you know tenure playing for this team. But is it? Do you think it's actually realistic that that maybe not this generation, maybe not maybe not actually Pat Cummins, but maybe like. Tim David's sort of the first mercenary I think we've seen in Australian cricket where he's just gone, no, just just T20 leagues. But, like, is it actually realistic? Do you think that it may come to a point where a guy just doesn't want to play for Australia because he just he would just do this and do some IPL and then we, we lose a proper international player? Oh, I think it's certainly possible, 100%. I mean, the Tim David situation was fascinating earlier this year that he was actually to be picked to play for Australia against Sri Lanka. And... Yeah, sure, it was a mutual decision for him not to play that. But, you know, there'd be players from past generations who, who couldn't quite understand how that could happen, that someone would turn down the chance to play for Australia. But it actually 
was a smart option for him to take. But look, it's it's really difficult to know where it's all going. But it, particularly with Australian cricket, uh, playing for Australia is sort of has to be the root of it all because that's what the public buys into. They will support players who play for Australia. So it's difficult to know how you would go um, publicly in terms of your acceptance as a cricketer if you decided to, to go down a different path because I think Australian cricket fans want to see international cricket. So that's the difficulty for the game. They've got to find that balance where the cricketers sort of need international cricket to, I think, keep their their status and their um, you know their uh, their celebrity, I suppose. But then it's it's in these franchise leagues, which is where the overwhelming amount of money is coming from. Mm. I think part of the like what's sort of comic about um, th- this news is just the idea that like a city-based league from places in India that most Australians won't have heard of, which says more about us than them, is able to probably pay out a Cricket Australia contract with like a couple of games of T20 cricket. But in in all seriousness, like, you know, how does Cricket Australia compete with the, um, the like tired tidal wave of riches in Indian cricket? Like if city-based leagues are able to eventually pay more money than Cricket Australia can, like, what does Cricket Australia compete on, Ben? You know, like what, yeah. what what vision can they sell players that says to them, like, look, we cannot pay you, even with private equity, we can't pay you what, you know, the, the money that's flying around in India at the moment. Um, beyond sort of prestige of the baggy green, is there any vision available to Cricket Australia that players, yes. you know, the younger players might go like, yeah, I'd, I'm I'm going to take a huge haircut for this. Yeah. Well, firstly, I think the private equity situation that you touched on there has to become a serious conversation um, because to compete at all, particularly for the Big Bash, uh, it's just, you know, the, the money is becoming so astronomical overseas that, you know, that, that has to be seriously considered. Um, look, I think, I guess one thing that they can do is, there's going to have to be an increased level of flexibility, isn't there, in terms of what your contract allows you to do elsewhere. Um, but I think it, it does pretty much come down to the prestige of, of playing for Australia and selling the fact that this is what makes you as a cricketer. Um, you know, you might not make as much money out of this, but this is where you are remembered. This is where, you know, your contributions to the game are rem- remembered beyond five minutes after the the final ball's bold. So um, it's, a, it's a difficult situation, but Cricket Australia basically has to, I think, um, financially make it worthwhile. Um, it won't be perhaps as much money as they can, could earn as a free agent, but make it financially worthwhile and offer alternatives, I suppose. You know, get we need the Big Bash to, to make some huge advancements. Maybe there can be some city-based leagues here. Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's compete. Let's compete with our own city-based league. It's, it's funny because I feel like the value that these guys are getting, uh, like when they picked up in auctions for at the moment, <clears throat> the value of them is what they have achieved in international cricket. So, like yeah. Steve Smith is valuable because of what he's done for Australia. Josh Butler for what he did for England. Even for at Coley, his legendary status isn't what he's done for RCB. It's what he's done for India. You know, so it's almost like these guys need to achieve at the international level to then be bought off yeah. um, by, by these franchises. But then I wonder what might happen is if like 
as in with football, like you get to the World Cups and then guys have to achieve at that level and then they might get picked up by an IPL team. So then like international cricket becomes, yeah, international cricket becomes this like feeder league for like, you know, European football, like, you know, for, for the IPL. You know, I, I wonder if, if that's a thing. Because at the moment, yeah, if Stoinis scores 100 for the Stars, like that's good. But if he scores 100 for Australia, his his price will skyrocket for, you yeah. know, Delhi Capitals or whatever. So, but I think it's it it's shifting. I feel like it's going to shift for international well, Jim cricket. David hasn't played for Australia and he went for bucket loads. That's for true. NI, so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you've articulated what I was, yeah, what I was trying to say, which is that, it will be interesting if there's a tipping point back the other way where if there's less international cricket and there's, you know, less, the, the performances for Australia happen less, whether that will then uh, yeah, affect the whole balance of where this is all going. Because I, I agree, I think, particularly in Australia, I think Australian cricket fans, they could not care less about any franchise league that's going on anywhere in the world. Even the Big Bash, like I don't think people really care, you know, what the uh, individual achievements are of the players. It really is about playing for Australia. Um, so that's that's the danger, and that's where they they do need to find the balance. But I think what you, the comparison you're making is right that we probably are heading a lot more to where towards where European soccer is. That um, they're going to have to find windows for international cricket as opposed to finding windows for franchise cricket. And if we are talking about Australia setting up a rival city-based league, okay, what about this? What about this? This will be good. Sydney grade cricket versus county twos, England <laughs> versus India gully cricket. Let's get meteorites. Let's put it on YouTube. You're talking about like a World Series type? Well, I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of, you know, you talk about prestige and, you know, some intangible value. Mm-hmm. Everyone in cricket wants to work out who's got the best grassroots players. Everyone thinks they've got the best. You know, Sydney grade cricketers always <laughs> think they could play county cricket. Bring a couple of county twos guys out here. They're already out here anyway. They can represent their own teams. Indian has, India has gully cricket. Uh, gully cricketers are probably better than all of us. Bring them out here or wherever. We'll probably do it on our decks. And uh, <laughs> get media rights, put it on YouTube. We'll commentate, you know, max it around, sell it off. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, th- this is a kind of innovative thing we need. Endeavor Hills, you know, they have more money than grade cricket, you know, like Dilshan's playing for Sri Lanka Masters at the moment. And Endeavor yeah. Hills, yeah. I, I just think there's opportunities that we need to explore. We're a bit too narrow thinking about international cricket. I don't, I don't know, you know, if I sort of PR'd you that, Ben, whether you'd write that. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you think these clubs could still, you know, if you're St. George Cricket Club, do you think you could still convince Josh Hazelwood to come back and play? I mean, uh, well, is- Dollar Iran, give him a meat tray. You know, <laughs> uh, Cope's captain, tub first. Uh, there, there are things clubs can offer. <laughs> Club can, clubs can offer that, you know, yeah, the intangibles that a gully cricket side couldn't, simply couldn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of the old blokes are there up at Hurstville Oval with a beer. Yeah, just, yeah. Is Josh Hazelwood going to turn up for Chennai Gully if, if he's at Hurstville Oval and Nathan Pillen and those and Moses are there, you know, up in the stand? Know, these are things. These are things to consider. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, let me let me let me ask hey, you. Um, like, do you now that Australia is coming back into the cricket, like cricket, sorry, coming back into the consciousness of the Australian people after the next couple of weeks? Obviously, footy finals. Yeah. But do you get a sense that the Australian cricket public are aware just yet of like how much that $8 billion Australian IPL rights deal has changed things? Or do you think it might be like another summer or two or like one yeah. to one, 
there's no cricket in January because you know yeah. the players <laughs> fucked up to do their thing. Like, do, right. do, do, do you do you think that do you think that we are we as a public are aware yet? Yeah. Until then, no, I don't. Like, oh. I actually feel like cricket has completely changed in the last eight months before yeah. our eyes, but I don't think most people are actually aware that any of this has happened. Yeah. Um, so no, I agree. I think I, I think people are to a large extent sort of overhearing about it, to be honest, overhearing about oh the IPL this. I think people's attitude is, well, if you don't want to play for Australia, then you know, like yeah, go away sort of thing. I think I don't think people have any bandwidth at all for the IPL. Like and you know, I, I it's just it's a funny thing. It's like it's the biggest thing in cricket, but I just don't think fans in Australia will ever engage in the IPL or have any interest in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the D's are playing, uh, the Bears are in the state cup, you know, it's on uh it's on at midnight. Uh, I think it. W- I think you're right. I think until Boxing Day or the New Year's Test um, becomes, you know, the um, MI Stars versus the <laughs> versus the, the Adelaide Super Kings double header. To be fair, and yeah. a couple of good guys going around. It's always I, a good day. That yeah, one. I think Aussies are just going to be like, who's you know, who we who we got in the test? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at like South African cricket. To me, is kind of right now where you look at it and you go, yeah, well, that's uh. You know, they've basically given up um, test cricket. You know, they've, they've basically committed to two tests a summer for the next whole period, and it's just all sold out for their for their franchise league. So, the like, I know Cricket Australia is in a lot better position than South African cricket, but it is a bit of a warning to where things could go. I think even Gilchrist said in, like, 2010 that it's like, yeah. No, this is the future. I, yeah. And I've just realized that about maybe a week and a half. So. <laughs> that's right. Well, there's been some good footy on. There's been some good footy hey, on. Hey, the Swannies yeah. are doing well, aren't they? That's, hey? yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, ben Horn, thanks for shedding some light on that uh, with us, mate. Appreciate it. I hope we haven't trivialized your um, professional job because this is a big story, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're just turning it into laughs because that's how we cope. <laughs> no, at least, uh, at least a few people have probably uh yeah heard that first paragraph that they may not have read already anyway so, uh, appreciate the publicity last <laughs> well, one ben horn uh chief cricket writer news corp you jordan six for nine and cock him out and cock him out and cock him out that's ben stokes's old club isn't it cock him out cricket club Good job, six for nine. Six for nine. Six for nine. And cock them out. Good job. Nice, Gary! Thank you very much to Ben for his time. Uh, Pakistan and England pairs, they're playing seven T20s. The first match is on tonight, uh, Pakistan time in Karachi. This is the first time that in 17 years in England toured Pakistan. Of course, we know about what happened earlier in this year where they pulled. Was that this year? Where they, where they pulled out just after New Zealand? Last out year. As well. It was last year, was it? Yeah, that sounds about. That sounds much more accurate. It was last year because Australia were just, yeah. Um, so I think the, 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 the main talking point I've seen, Pez, about this uh, series, other than it's obviously amazing that England are back touring Pakistan, Lots of uh, celebration about the PSL getting guys back into like England specifically getting um getting back over there to play in Pakistan. Obviously, Pakistan have had a long drought of having international cricket in their country, and it was so good to see Australia tour there. There's so many people that were happy that Australia was there, and that's the most important thing. Yes, 
But um, there's a really interesting piece here with uh, Alex Howes, who's now back into the squad. He is, of course, he's replaced Johnny Bairstow into the World Cup squad, and he is playing in this squad as well in Pakistan for this 7 T20 uh, match series. Um, so seven, 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 seven. Man, oh yeah, I know it's unbelievable. Um, it's just reps for the World Cup, isn't it? Just oh, yeah, rep, just getting reps up, and it's seven games in three days as well. Um, so, so it's home back to back. <laughs> it's actually getting it done in a day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Start again. Um, so Stokes and Alex Howes hate each other. Um, Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he called him his former friend. Right. So in in the well, somebody uh, in, used to in, know in, it was a gorgeous Stokes's, song. <laughs> in Stokes's new movie, um, which makes it sound like he's a movie star now, um, he he refers to Alex Howes as my friend at the time when speaking about the the punch on in Bristol that happened in twenty seventeen. And then, as we know, with Alex House, he then failed a second drug test, like on the eve of the 2019 World Cup, where he was going to be in this World Cup squad. He was always he was always the first reserve batsman. Jason Roy was still ahead of him, opening the batting for England at the time. But that was his second drug ban, um, and then that's when he got a. I think the the ECB's policy is the first the first warning is like it's announced to very few people, and they just get like some counselling and stuff. The second warning is they have to miss three weeks and a percentage of match fees or or, or you know, financial punishment. And then the third one is like a 12-month ban, which happened to a guy who used to... Uh, I forget his name. Um, he's playing England in the 19s. Anyway. Do we, uh, know, do we know what his poison was? Cocaine. Uh, I mean, yeah. So you're not, you're not... It's not making you a better player, is it? <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. No, but it's like, it's like all drugs... I don't know with that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just like... A, uh, you know, drugs bad. Drugs, drugs are no good. And that you, you may as well bash yourself around the head. But like... Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, know, he's, I, not, he's not going. He's not going out and pumping everybody everywhere. It's kind of like it's it's his problem, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The same thought as well. But so the all didn't mind a bump. The, the <laughs> a bump this boat. <laughs> um, yeah, all, all the SCB players they they get like hair follicle tests. Might just be an international thing. Might be an ICC thing. I can't remember. But um, and then he failed that. Uh, and cocaine stays in your system with that test for three months. So he, he obviously had that. Um, within that time frame, but it was just it was just on the eve of the 2019 World Cup, and then obviously Owen Morgan basically swore off him that he'd never play again. Then the 2017 incident with um with with Stokes in Bristol obviously happened, and then he's obviously had some sort of um. It doesn't seem to me with Hales now. I don't know him. Never met him. Never spoken. To, actually, mm. I've spoken to one person uh, about him, and he says that he was a good bloke. Um, so, <laughs> so so you know, so fix, consider that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Factor that There's in. There's always into the young, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> I know one guy I said he's a good bloke. I don't know him. I don't know how he's going, but I know one guy who said he's a good bloke. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, Smithy said he was a good bloke. Yeah, th- but there's obviously something about like, um, you know, Owen Morgan said that he had let down the team and, and he just didn't fit into the team ethics and, and, and what not. And then obviously what, whatever the fallout there with Stokes was, he's obviously upset people in an emotional level. And it's more just beyond like him just letting himself down. There's obviously deeper levels to that, but... um. I read with this on ESPN Crick Info as per Matt Roller. This is Matthew Mott uh, being quoted. They might not be the best mates, referring to Stokes and Hales, and Jesus. that's okay. I'm sure you work with colleagues all the time who aren't your best mate, but you can work with them if you've got a common goal. Ben's come out and stated that as well. He wants to win World Cups. I'm sure Alex does as well, and we all do. So we try and pick the best players, and if they end up becoming good mates again, that's great. If not, as long as they're going towards that goal of winning the World Cup together, then that's how teams function. Josh Butler's obviously the uh, the T Twenty I captain now of England, and after Bairstow got injured, slipping over in the uh, on the tee box, 
Harrogate, I think it was. Um, he called several senior players, but it was Matthew Mott who had a decisive call with Trevor Bayless, who obviously has history with him at the Sydney Thunder, right? And Bayless said that he had no problem with him, and uh, and then everyone was good to go. So he's in the squad. But uh, it, it, it is an interesting one where, where Hales is uh, – there, there is some there's some deep levels to um, – his relationship with the team, but um, but you know, I know a guy says he's all right, so yeah, I like <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, it, it, it's such a great arena for like media conversation because it's basically what's he like as a bloke, which yeah. is which is more important than any runs you score, or anything you do on field. Or he has scored say, fucking stacks, right? So he's letting yeah. run scorer in the big bash by a factor he's, of a lot. Uh, since like twenty fucking whatever, he's back in the side on merit, basically. Yes, like, like England do, and have a, a great record in Australia. Yeah, yeah, but like. You know, sometimes you can read between the lines on things, but like I don't, I don't know, I don't get the impression listening to you know our, our UK colleagues yep. that there seems to be any like abiding idea that he's a coat. You know, normally you can like kind of intone things from the way people talk. The players talk to mm. journo's and stuff, mm. or you might see him out in the circuit. I don't know, mm. but like nobody, you know, just I'm just basically backing up what you said, which mm. is what your mate said. Yeah, which is a good bloke, but I don't, I, I, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, yeah, have any, yeah. don't have any idea. Yeah, but you know, like, they, like when this this level of um, angst is like out in the public and they're openly saying like, yeah, they're not mates. Well, that, you know, that, yeah, that, 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 that's that's quite unusual. You're right. Or when a coach says they may not be the best of yeah. mates, like that's that, basically that, saying that, they fucking hate they each other. Fucking hate each Keep other. Keep them yeah. away. Yeah. ten paces at yeah. least. Yep. I want these two to bat together, and not like not talking between overs. Yeah. Like Mark and Steve War, but that was more because they were talking via. I played with a guy like that once. He just like, he, oh yeah, he, he, um, he like didn't come down at the end of the over, and so I like took like three paces. And I just saw he was like standing at the other end, and I was like, okay, yeah. I yeah. guess we're done here. That's some boomer Gen X stuff as well. <laughs> walk, walk down the crease, just look at each other, go. Hmm. <laughs> it was actually the same guy who um he walked down, and then he just said inshallah, and then walked away. Really, <laughs> I, was, I was like, but see that, Fuck, that, that, that guy, it, you know, that could be a bit. I think, I think, I think, I think he was bitting me up. Yeah, he's doing a bit. Yeah, it's very distracting because he was a much better player. Than <laughs> me, so he got, he got out of that. Inshallah, inshallah. My, my, my head was gone for fucking three overs after that. <laughs> oh, you bad another three overs, did you? Yeah, it was one of my great days of that season. Uh, I think it's very cool that um, they're playing cricket in Pakistan again. Obviously, they did against Australia, yeah. but like, it, it's a momentous series. Because they're returning after seventeen years, yeah, uh, England, and yeah, as you as you mentioned before, the there was a really un well less than fortunate. It was basically Pakistan looked after England during you know COVID stricken stricken times. Yeah, England dogged them last year for yeah. for for spurious reasons. Yeah, big series for I mean, let's face it. Sorry, no one's going to remember one result of this game in no. about three weeks' time. No, uh, if it's even still going then, but big series for Matthew Mott. I thought it's a, it's a bit of a Matthew Mott, Joss Butler um, coming out party nice. in cricket terms. and um, But that said, Joss Butler is even playing. Moen Ali's captaining. Uh, and that's pretty cool because Moen, Moen Ali was born in Pakistan and hasn't played for England in Pakistan. So that's, oh, right. that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, course, play, he's played yeah. PSL. Of course, yeah. Uh, and I suppose the other thing on Hales is that he's a, he is like a – PSL specialist. He's yeah. played 28 games, so he, he probably knows a bit about Pakistan and playing there. You know, like I, I saw with Hales, only Rashid Khan has played more T20 games in the domestic leagues yeah. than him since whatever, whatever the year is. But there like was that time ago. that the, you know, Victorian Premier cricketer bowled bumpers at him. Uh, yeah, that's right. That was, that was pretty good. That's right. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was like that was like first year of our podcast. When was that, 2016? Yeah. We, tried, we got him on. We got we? him on. We got him Reedy, on. Stephen Reid. That's right. His name. That's right. Reedy. Great memory from you. It was quick. It was quick. It was quick. It was quick. Get him out. 
Got him out in the end. Yeah, everyone, yeah, went ballistic. Mm. And it was a real, like, catch, then quiet, then yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Did you catch the Queen's funeral last night? No. It was good service, to be fair. Was it? Sort of saying that, like, like an afternoon tea spread. No, I watched the spread. third episode of House of the Dragon. Yeah. Any tie into that or? <laughs> I've just got in my notes. Moeen Ali captain, place of his birth, butler there but not playing. Queen, good service to be fair. <laughs> what a week for cricket. Should, should be mentioned. What a week for cricket. Um, anyway, that's going on. The other news pairs around the world now. This, the SA twenty player auction is. Oh, you mean the SA T twenty? No, no, no. It's called SA twenty. And Graham Smith says that's how committed we are to doing things differently. So, you know, <laughs> so you know it's going to be good. Now, the auction was last night. Uh, right. We stayed up all night for watching that. Yeah. Um, so the SA twenty competition. It's thirty three games. Two screens going. Australia, Bangladesh, and the SA twenty player auction. <laughs> <laughs> Two screens going. Thirty three games. Six teams play each other twice, home and away. Two semis and a final. Let me tell you the teams pairs. MI Cape Town. <clears throat> you can read every player from every team. No, 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 oh, right, no, no, sorry. no. I'm telling you the teams. The team, sorry. Oh, sorry, the names All of the teams. Right. Oh, I'm going to give you the fucking full squads. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. MI Cape Town, Durban Super Giants, Johannesburg Super Kings, Pal Royals, Pretoria Capitals, and Sunrisers Eastern Cape. There were 533 players in the auction last night. Pairs 248 of those were South Africans, um, and the base level for the top tier was 100 grand. Uh, I have no idea who's got picked in what. I'm just telling you what's happening in the SA20 thing. MI Cape Town have a good team. Do they? Um, Rabada, Brevis, Rashid Khan, Liam Livingston, Sam Curran, Vander Dussen, and some other coats. That's pretty good. Ollie, Ollie pretty Stone. Good. That is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Ollie Stone's back. It's interesting. No Aussies. <coughs> really? Yeah. I suppose, yeah, because it's the end of the Big Bash and then... NOCs, then, baby. Then they go to India after that. Uh, Indian women are playing against the England women at the moment in an ODI series. In the first ODI, India smashed them, chasing 227, three down. In Australian news, Rachel Haynes retires. And I liked her quote. I liked her quote talking about this, Pez. She said, I had the opportunity to pause and reflect after the Commonwealth Games, looking ahead, knowing it's a lot of cricket coming up. And probably the thing that stood out for me was that I wasn't that excited about getting ready. And that's probably the first time in my career that I felt like that. And I've got to tell you, that must be very relatable for a lot of club cricketers getting to September if you're not excited about the potential. Mm. I want to come full circle. How old, were you? How old were you when that happened? <sighs> 29. 29. I played another two years. The last year was a tough year. 19 for me. 19. You weren't excited about playing cricket at 19. When did you stop? When did you start playing in your mid-20s? Late 20, 20s? 25. 25? I thought, yeah. 19. It was only 19. <laughs> Red gum. Red, um, Red king. Pez, um, <laughs> I went to a wedding on so, the weekend. Yeah. Can we talk about, are we going to come back to Rachel Haynes? No, we're not. Do you oh, want, let's talk about Rachel yeah. Haynes. She's one of the great Australian cricketers. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, won a T20 World. She had like two halves of her career. Yeah. Really? Um, second half, absolute gun. I was like uh, 45. Yep. Yeah. Won a T20 World Cup in 2018 and 2022. Won a 50-over World Cup, won the Com Games, 84 T20 I's, 77 ODI's, six tests, 4,000 runs across three formats, 98 in test debut. Missed out a ton there. Only played six tests. Uh, mm. Two ODI centuries, 19 half centuries. She captained Australia 14 times. 
put on 160 with Elisa Healy in the recent ODI World Cup final uh, and leaves a bit of a captaincy issue for the Australian team because Lanning is on an indefinite break. Yeah. Perhaps Lanning will come back. We don't know. Yep. But a um, bit of a gap there and questions over who might be next. Might be Elisa Healy. Don't know. Mm. Um, but hell of a player and and could play all around the order as well. Could open the batting, yep. could fix it up in the yep. middle order as well. Right. Quality to watch, I don't know, and solid Solid character as well. We interviewed her last week. Mm-hmm. Made no mention of her retirement. Rude. No. Yep. And it was funny, actually. Talk, it was interesting, actually, talking to the um, female cricketers. One of the questions we put away was, like, I was asking all the blokes, do you love cricket? Because when I asked the first few women that came in, they they, they all loved it, yeah. <laughs> you know? And you probably do have to love it to, um, you know, to play for the, the relatively little money they get compared to the men. But I kind of wish I'd asked Rachel Haynes now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She might be like, she yeah. might be like oh, yeah. uh, used to. Don't know. <laughs> I reckon if you get to 35, loving the game all the way through, and then 35, you go, you know what? Hang them up. Yeah, That's a pretty good mate, effort. Like, isn't it, isn't it like, if, but if you're, if you're good, why would you stop playing? Because you get the serotonin hits all the time. You get the satisfaction, that sweet yeah. satisfaction. Would you? I feel like you would. More than, more than us fucking dickheads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's all just relative, isn't it? He's just different kit. Just hitting balls and... Yeah, I guess so. Coat's talking here. <laughs> <laughs> Got the internet blokes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, what a you went to a wedding. <coughs> Rachel went... Haynes, Vale. Indeed. I went to a wedding uh, last week. It was great. I heard a story that shocked and appalled the table that I was sitting at. Now, it was, it was a story that it comes from a reliable source, I will say. It came from one of my good friend's wife. Um, and she was saying that she had been to a wedding. This, I think it must have been in London because that's where she's living at the moment. She's from Australia. But, and she was saying that she was going to go to a wedding. Let's call it, it was, on a, it was a Saturday wedding. The wedding gets called off on a Friday, Friday night. Wedding call off. Wash out. No. <laughs> Sorry. The, question, so, the question's lingering in the air. Okay, so there was no weather relating to the washout of the wedding. Right, just okay. the wedding was so washed we can out. rule out a washout, but it was a washout. Yeah, the covers went on. Oh, <laughs> I mean other things too. <laughs> okay, here's what happened the night before the wedding. And I want to believe this is true because it's from a reliable source. This person has no reason to lie other than the story is outrageous. Yeah. So, yeah, one of those stories where the person who tells it has no record of being a compulsive liar. No record. At all. No record of that. Nothing in their character suggests they, no they record. have a reason, uh, narcissistic or otherwise, to tell such a story. But you still then wonder afterwards, it's such an appalling story right. that perhaps this person's a compulsive liar and you just never saw it. <laughs> but no, you're ruling that out. I'm ruling it out for now. Right. For now. Okay, so the night of the wedding, the sister of oh, the bride. Night before the wedding? Night before the wedding. What yeah, did I say? Night of the wedding. Incorrect. Night before the wedding. The sister of the bride. Oh, shit. I've seen this one. They're they're staying in a hotel or they're staying in the the venue or whatever. You know how the the bridal party stays for a location wedding. You know how it works. The sister of the bride knocks on the door of the groom the night before the wedding. Fuck me. (laughs) She opens the door. And what does she see? She sees... The groom to be breastfeeding on his own mother. What? (laughs) 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 
empty. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what I said. And I said, why do they call off the wedding? <laughs> so what's the problem here? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but why do they call off the wedding? I don't have any more information than that. Oh, she didn't elaborate. There was, so this fuck is that alpha? For, who's the alpha? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, another yeah, installment another of installment who's, the who's the alpha? Uh, now, okay, could you we could make that a board game or a trivia game? Real <laughs> 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 icebreakers. Yeah, who's the TGC's alpha? TGCs. Who's the alpha? <laughs> That's right. From stories yeah, that have come in. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's for sixteen plus. Um, now, I don't I have any. Was he standing? Was was she cradling I don't have, him? That's what that's what I asked. I was like, "Is it is it in the lap situation? Yeah. Is it a lap dog yeah, situation? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Given the stat dog, lap yeah. dog. I don't know if it was that. Um, I didn't get any more information about this because everyone was like, like the table was fucking stopped. It's like, what the fuck? And I was like, is that is it in the realm of like you know Richard Gear sticking gerbils up his ass? Realm of like it's so unrealistic. But then it's like. So many questions. So many questions. So many strands. So many questions. Anyway, wedding wedding called off. I'm going to guess on the basis of that, that being, uh, you know, uh, relayed back to the bride-to-be. And if, I was just if thinking. If the mother has continued to breastfeed the, the um, you know, her son. Yeah. From the general end of, like, breastfeeding age, which which varies yeah. for people. Yeah. All the way through to adulthood. It just has been something they've continued on in secret. Yeah. She's never weaned him. He's never been weaned off the breast. I just wonder what other psychological issues that would have created in the in the sun. I, I need an expert. We'd need an expert to come in well, and say what, that. Or, that's what or, someone else said. That's what someone else says. Like you, it would make you question everything. Yeah, and that's yeah, has it. It obviously had been going on in secret. Yeah, but. Or was it a case of – well, no. If she's breastfeeding, then she's still producing milk, which means that she's never weaned. She's never weaned. Yeah. Unless she had been pumping that whole time, pumping the breast, using the breast pump. Yep. That seems wild to me. In readiness for, in readiness for one last suckle for a, for before the meal. wedding. One <laughs> last feed him one last time before letting him go at the aisle. The last supper. <laughs> the last suckle. <laughs> Sorry if you have a misophonia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all I was thinking was the whole time of that was like, well, this guy needs manscape because he's going to be single for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. We got there. I, know, well, I, I thought know, you I were relating it to Rachel Hayne retiring and he's <laughs> the man who needs to retire from the breast. <laughs> This is your zone, boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, on on that note, actually, you know, people will who are familiar with these reads know that we sort of get the get the promotion out and we stay faithful to the to the copy. Yeah. But, but what people don't know is that when we get sent the copy, yeah, kind of comes out on a monthly basis from um, our our partners in America, <clears throat> and where you're often you're given two hyperlinks the male host read and the female host read okay now to this date yep. i have never clicked female host read here we go and today i have nice so today is the insight into what manscape wants a female host to read or to say to an audience that is presumably beautiful um female, female dominant, dominant which i can safely say is not our audience 
But I think Not that yet. I think that information should be exchanged, and perhaps this, this will help. <clears throat> Cute reality TV style music. Think selling sunset. Who doesn't love a man who can appreciate the finer things in life? A gold medal here, a gold watch there. But we love, I honestly haven't read this, but we love a man who goes the extra mile. He walks with a little bit of spunk. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is meant for the UK. (laughs) 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 Carrying spunk around. (laughs) You know, all the the best men carry some spunk. Yeah, he walks with a little bit of spunk and has the confidence of a trophy husband. He's a big, hairless, winning machine, and when he unzips <laughs> his pants, he sees platinum. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll draft. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Manscaped would like to announce that their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle, the Platinum Package 4.0, is now available in Australia. Now, let me just say here, guys, this is an insight into the – this is focus-grouped writing yep. about what women want in men. Yes. Do we get to peer under the hood? I like it. Peek under the hood here. Do you think it's true? Like, do, do women want big, hairless winning machines? Not exclusively. Not exclusively. Where we can only guess. We can only guess. Yeah. Now, the Manscaped, the Platinum Package 4.0 is now available in Australia. Manscaped is the leader in shaving your man's precious jewels. Mm-hmm. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the six million individuals worldwide who trust Manscaped. Uh, yeah, okay. So now what are the talking points here? Host to talk about a time when they were with a guy who had hairy balls or gross slash weird balls story. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that'd be good. Yeah, so this is, so this would be great to listen to this. Yeah. Women just offering blokes. Just her, I was about to bang a guy and just fucking just hair. Just saw everywhere. the hair. It was fucking absolute yeah. jungle down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. veritable forest. And then it take a, a rope, a yeah. map, a compass. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> Sundial. What? It's the biggest 4.0 platinum package, the biggest bundle they've ever offered. It's giving you bulk discount. Like a discount deluxe. That's good. On Manscaped's top products. That's good. Uh, look, you know what's in there. You had a little bit of a go there. Uh, platinum package 4.0. Listen, if you're interested, use the code TJC at manscaped.com. You're going to get 20% off. Fucking hell. All we're doing is offering value. Hashtag AskTJC. A non right in. Boys. I'd like to remain anonymous for this one. Purely out of a mix of shame and confusion. I'm a stand-up comedian, unrelated to the shame and confusion. And at a show I was doing recently, another comic was talking about male urinal etiquette and his urge to resist peeking over at the guy peeing next to him to see how he measures up. On the way back from the gig, I was listening to your podcast and when I got home, I went straight to bed where a couple of the evening's influences, the urinals etiquette routine and the sound of the great cricketer, combined to result in a particularly interesting dream. In my dream, I was standing at a urinal when a bloke walked up to start using the one next to me. Lo and behold, was none other than your own Sam Perry. Obviously, I knew it would be bad form to glance over to see what Pezza was working with, but it turned out I didn't have to as he sort of he sort of turned and presented himself to me, <laughs> revealing an enormous, thick, and dare I say, proud penis. Mm. Even in my dream state, I knew this was an uncomfortable situation, made even more so by my response of, get a bit of blood in it, did you? To which Sam looked me in the eyes and said calmly but sternly, nope, before maintaining eye contact for what felt like an eternity, end of dream. So yeah, thoughts? Love the pod. Anon. Um, okay. Well, I've got to say, I'm happy with this dream in the sense that I feel like most of the time when I turn up in 
audience members' dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's still some kind of alphaing that goes on. <laughs> you know, like, it's really unfair. Alpha's like, oh, you did this fucking shit thing in my dream. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that like, means I did it then. Then you wake up next to your partner. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you cheated on me in the dreams. Yeah, but I did it. But I didn't. Yeah. Like, they're upset yeah. at you. I didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. I didn't do I that. I didn't do that that you know of. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I was happy, you know, obviously, I'm at the urinals. Yeah. There's a there's gonna be an, there's, there's, there's gonna be an episode with my penis in this dream. Of course, of course. And so we're all waiting to see how my penis is described, and I'm happy when it's described as enormous and you thick. have fucking alpha the shit out but of it. But then he says, here. "Dare I say proud?" And I'm like, "Proud, proud." Uh, it's uh, erect. Well, what else does proud mean? He says, "Dare I say proud?" He's got a bit of blood in it. Now there's a, there's a yeah. big gap in that, like because we talk mm-hmm. about chubbing up in the sheds. We do because. You know, I don't know about you. This has to be right, doesn't it? Like the perfect flaccid penis at day's end. <laughs> can, can that be the name of this show, please? The perfect f- no, no. Episode two no. ten. I'm happy the to perfect. push it. No, I don't want it to be the perfect. Fl- now I'm thinking of Flacco from the Sandman and Flacco. <laughs> the perfect flaccid penis penis at day's end. Yes, does contain just a hint of blood. But not so much blood as to create pride in the penis. <laughs> is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Ex- no, information exchange. You're talking about blood flow. Let's make that clear. There's no actual, like, there's no cuts oh, and scars. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be clear. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be clear for in, some people. In the yeah. internal. The, the, yeah. the, the blood that, that delivers yes. the, the to erection. S- to swell the appendage. Yeah. Uh, appendage. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question of degree, uh, you know. Uh, because there's a difference in this dream between me turning and facing and presumably square on with a completely erect penis at him and just looking at him calmly and sternly going, nope, and and me just having a a good flaccid penis at days. I, I like the idea that you're urinating and you've turned from 90 degrees, mm. now face him. Mm. I, presume, yeah, I presume at some point you've yeah. stopped pissing. A bit of blood in there. <laughs> a bit of blood in there. Nope. Got a bit of blood there. Nope. nope. But the other thing is it's quite... Again, I don't know about you, but like it's 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 quite difficult to piss with a with a full erection. Oh, it's one of the hardest parts of my day. Starting the day straight to the bathroom. It's not the environment you want or the conditions you want for a wonderful whiz. You know, like you need you need something softer than that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that if I was pissing, yeah, then it can't have been a fully erect cock. <laughs> yeah, this, you know the start of the forty year old virgin where he's. He goes to the bathroom and he's pissing, but he's got an erection, so mm. he's like basically pissing on himself. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. It's hard. Accuracy is more difficult too. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, well, they're my thoughts. I guess I've, I've focused entirely on what my penis was in his dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about. Well, that's what it is. That's that's what the dream is. Yeah. So if the shoe fits, so to speak. <sighs> you think about people who listen to this show after talking about that. Yeah. Like parents at your children's daycare and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> We're doing another one. Oh, we probably have time. <laughs> yeah, go on. Dear Eberechi Pezzi. Is that is that how I'm saying that? Uh yeah. Eberechi Pezzi. Let me find this on a different uh doc, by the way, because it's formatted poorly. Here we go. Um All right. Sorry, I'm just here. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh Dear Eberechi Pezzi and Danny Higobottom. Nice. Please keep anonymous to protect my identity and the identities of those I hold dear. 
Okay, this is laid out like a CV. Personal details, age, 28. Occupation, doing just enough so as not to attract attention in a generic corporate comms role. Relationship to dad, broadly fine, but with a smattering of unspoken resentment. Rig, doughy, akin to a a tear and share garlic bread. <laughs> Subject to a rig improvement plan. Tear and share garlic bread. It's quite good. <clears throat> As an English man whose family has no interest in cricket and not being the sort of posh, privately educated, chinless coat who had access to any cricketing facilities in their younger years, my journey to becoming a fan of this bizarre sport, fans in inverted commas, and indeed a patron of this here podcast is perhaps an unusual one. Instead of those more traditional pathways, in England that is, I got into cricket quite recently, taken in by the glorious English summer of 2019. I have never actually played the game, but now cricket has me firmly in its grasp. Nonce. His words. (laughs) And I while away the hours listening to, reading about and watching the sport. I was recently speaking to an acquaintance about cricket, as is my want, who then asked me if I wanted to come and play for a local side. Nervously, I explained my lack of experience whilst making clear that despite this, I probably would have been a good player had completely unidentifiable raw talent been nurtured all those years ago. Nevertheless, he said that was fine (laughs) and to come down. You can obviously take from that just how wheelie bin park shit the standards are likely to be here. Nonetheless, my mind was racing. (laughs) 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 Uh, What if I actually am fucking good at this game and I just haven't been given the chance? Mm. What if after smoking six after six into a growing crowd of dazed onlookers, I lock eyes with an England scout who just so happened to be walking past and in the blink of an eye, I swap from working from home with my nuts hanging out the side of my boxes. <laughs> to superstardom as a white ball mercenary gun for hire in the 60s. <laughs> My questions are as follows. Should I play cricket for this local side, thereby taking the first step on this journey, but more likely subjecting myself to probable humiliation in front of mostly total strangers? Is it better to live in blissful ignorance of my potential cricket playing abilities than to put them to the test and find out that I can't put bat on ball and getting slogged into the car park by some pencil-necked desk jockey who works in HR? Given what I would expect to be the absolutely vile standard of cricket which I would be participating in and the likelihood that there is not a single decent player on either side, why do I care? Why should you care? Does any of this even matter? Keep up the good work and that. Cheers, Anon. P.S. As a recent patron, I've been working my way backwards through Ask TGCs like a sort of fucked up cricket-based sequel to Christopher Nolan's Memento. <laughs> would recommend this to others in a similar situ- position. <laughs> <laughs> a good. fucked up cricket based sequel yeah good, that's good, that's good. nice and nice hey i really like this question because it, it's it speaks to actually the, the the premise of how we started this show and mm. that like it's it's the what if it's the what if isn't it what if i'm actually amazing this thing i've never done before mm. when we talk to professional cricketers <clears throat> we often learn that they pick up the sport quite late or they pick up the skill of the sport like whatever they end up executing as the professional role in the team like later later in life. So they used to be, like, you know, leg spinners. They turned out to be fucking Steve Smith or, mm. you know, um, I think like Brad Hogg used to be a middle-order bat and then you end up mm. fucking... A medium pace bowler. That's right. That's right. Just like that kind of stuff. I mean, there's this, there's myriad examples of that throughout the history of cricket. But there's always the central tenant in that they're bigger, their hands are fucking bigger, they're thicker, they are more athletic in general. They have, they have the... Um, 
affect of superstardom mm. in their genes. Mm. They have the genetic code. For they have the sport. genetic code. Great way to put it. Um, now, Anon doesn't suggest that he has any of these skills. He doesn't suggest that I was a great tennis player or yeah. a good footballer or anything. He's just a guy who's never he's, he's got an interest in the sport and he thinks, how hard can this be? And I've seen these people over and over and over again and they're the most uncoordinated people I've ever seen in my entire life. They're like fucking Bambi on ice. Legs akimbo. And I just think, why? Why do you do this to yourself? Maybe it's an inherent love of the sport, but I just don't understand that at Cause, all. Cause what is it about cricket? Like in that, if you look at football or any of the rugby codes, yep. I don't know about you, but like, I, I never watch that and think like, oh, just, I mean, I could, I, I could, I could mix it. I could mix it yeah. up out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I, you just look at them run, they look, they, they actually, straight away, they look fit. You know, yeah. and the ball just moves at pace. Yeah. You're like, oh, no chance. Mate, I was watching... Uh, like, I was could watching... you survive five minutes at Leeds Premier League training? Mate, so I was watching uh, highlights of West Ham Everton on the weekend. Mm. Two, like, um, they'll, they'll, they'll finish somewhere in the middle of the yeah, Premier yeah, League, yeah. right? Everton actually... Uh, got, yeah, they've yeah. actually sold the defence out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Game. Won the first one in the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. West Ham, good year Connor last Cody. year. Declan I mean, Rice, yeah. Okay. Um, I was just watching, like, some of the moments in that game, and I was like... Fuck me, they are so good. Yeah. They are so fucking good. Some of the decision making. Oh, the speed of it. Mm. The, the speed of decision decision making, yeah, mm. is brilliant. Like uh, quick on the feet, like the the turns of some of the players, mm. light, agile. Oh, they just have so they have life. joint they have joint ability that like mm. I just never had. Twitch of it. So I don't look at that and be like, Yeah. Yeah. Probably give myself half an hour at, at Palace. But cricket. <laughs> cricket, there's something about like half an hour at Palace, yeah. Could could you get on at Crystal Palace? <laughs> And like not end up on a highlight reel of like a fraud that played the game. The answer's no. It's not. They, they would move past you with like a frightening pace. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Or if, you, if you've ever even been to a – oh, man, I was watching some of the um, the NFL. i got a friend who um, was at the Oakland Raiders stadium on the weekend – and there was like they were like sideline and like some of the size of those guys. Oh my fucking god! But you can see that on on camera. But when you look at cricket, like the maybe it's the angle of the camera. When you watch like Joffre Archibald, mm. Joff, Joffre Archibald, and the and ashes, his brother, and you can Joffre <laughs> Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> Ben Arthur, <laughs> the French cricketer, the famous French cricketer, Joffre Arthur, Ben Arthur's. <laughs> What a play of Newcastle uh, for the Magpies. Like, even when you watch him bowl on the 2019 Ashes, you can still see the ball, you know? Like, yeah. you, there's something about the angle. Yeah, on and TV, then, you can see it. And then that's why, uh, that's why I think, like, part of the reason why, like, you know, fucking toxic men, they look at, like, you know, lower levels or women's cricket or whatever, and they're like, this isn't as good. And you're like, if you were out there facing that, it's first grade. It's, it's, very, it's very, very high level cricket. But, like, you get. But the same about cricket, the angle, the camera, or something mm. that you like. I can, I can see it. Mm. Just move the move towards the ball and just hit it. Mm. Just got to hit it. Mm. And then when you when you it's like, it's like giving a speech, like in that um, when you watch somebody give a speech, you can't uh, you can they're just on stage. You can't see what they see. But then when you walk up to the like the lectern or the pulpit, then you like look <laughs> yeah. or, or wherever you're giving a speech, yeah. and you look out at everyone. You go, yeah. oh fuck, you know, like you know that that <laughs> yeah. feeling. Yeah. Like, like cricket's like that when you and then you get into the middle and then you see the guy coming in. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> mate, Tremlett running in it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this, uh, 
I think there's there's obviously plenty of self awareness. Yes, there is. And he's in true corporate com style. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have any association <laughs> with what he said. He just wants to be a faceless yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking written by staff writers. That's right. Yeah. Uh, takes one to no one. But um, yeah, like what he is calling out is something that you never get over as a cricketer. I mean, we're talking about this with September, like this idea that once you're away from the game, you'll somehow, you, you somehow may then just conjure the skills that you need to be good at it. Right. Like, mate, we're having a net on Friday. Yeah. And I'm thinking I might hit the ball well against all rationality. Right. All rationality. I know, I know what happens. Mm-hmm. I've done it hundreds of times. Yeah. But I still have this thing of like, may just fucking absolutely cream them. Yeah. Because like, I already know that like, I know the specifics of my biomechanical weaknesses. Right. And I also know that, especially through having a net last year, that my eyes are painted on. Like fucking, <laughs> my eyes, the, the paint is chipped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... I, like he's asking one of these existential questions about the game, and one of the like the paradoxes of the game is, like, why do I still think I could do this? Yeah, uh, of course. But but wouldn't it be great if for somehow for this bloke he just could? He's like, I just have this untapped talent. Never knew I could do it. Yeah. Like believe me, with cricket, mm. you would have worked out you could do it because someone would have watched you hit something or whatever yeah. or punched your brother. Yeah. And you know, gone like, no, you sh- you should you should get a bat. You yep. should hit a few things. If you yep. if if a I'll bat if a bat hasn't made its way into your hands and you haven't worked it out, yeah. it's not even private school shit. Yeah. Then you can't play. But by the same token, it could be like the you know what's happening in Sri Lanka at the moment. They've got like talent uh, scouts going around at the moment, just saying come and have a bowl here, <laughs> and they might fast track you through the grades. You know, so imagine that. Like he wouldn't even have to play like club cricket or anything. He just fucking bombs a few blokes, gets scouted by somebody. All of a sudden, he's playing for England. Fuck, you'd save yourself some heartache. Literally, Harris Ralph did that. He went to yeah. uh, he went to Lahore, didn't he? Mm. Like, oh, he went through twos at West. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> mate, that was mate, every time I see him get an international weekend, I was like, "What the fuck was happening at that club? What the fuck were they thinking?" Uh, also, uh, Anon's twenty eight, and he's probably in his peak batting years now. So maybe yeah. maybe, maybe maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. All right, thanks everyone for uh, for sticking with us this week. It's uh, it's it's all heating up as we head towards the Australian summer and the end of the UK winter. Uh, thanks very much for Ben Horn's time today. We'll see you, coats, on the internet next week. Cheers.